Welcome to the Seacoast Vineyard Church podcast. We are a vineyard church located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and we invite you to enjoy this message from God's Word. Well, good morning, church. How are we doing? Okay, well, hold on. I do youth ministry, so I'm going to need a little bit more energy than that. How are we doing, church? Good, good. Okay, that's what I like. That's what I like. So for those of you who have never experienced a Sunday like this before, this is our Student Takeover Sunday, where us student ministries gets to take over the entire church. And it is such a blessing to be able to serve y'all and worship with y'all and have the students lead us in those ways. And so we're so excited to be able to be here um, and just be a part of this. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Megan. I'm the student pastor here at the church. And y'all, it has changed my life in radical ways, being able to walk alongside your students, to be able to be a part of such a wonderful and encouraging staff, um, and to be able to serve under some amazing leadership. Um, And so every day I'm so grateful for what I get to do. Um, But some other exciting things God's been doing in my life. Back in November, I got offered a full-time teaching position at Christian Academy of Myrtle Beach, teaching the Bible. Yeah, it's super exciting, but probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life because um, I love, I love teenagers so much, but man, they're tough sometimes. And they were like super skeptical of me at first, like, eh, we don't know if we like her. Um, and so it's been a sweet, sweet season watching them slowly begin to trust me um, as I've been teaching them God's word. So it's been so exciting and refreshing. But we've also been doing some really fun and exciting things with the youth ministry here at the church. We just wrapped up a series on Wednesday nights going through Alpha Youth Curriculum, which has been pretty like life-changing, I think, for some students. They're able to answer and talk about questions they may have about their faith or religion um, that they wouldn't necessarily talk about um, in just a church setting. And so we provided the space for them to do that. And It actually led us to a weekend. Last weekend, we had a lock-in weekend where we were here in the church, like 25 of us, and not a lot of sleep and a whole lot of sugar. Um, But we got to spend time talking about the Holy Spirit. We got to spend time praying for each other, with each other, and just listening to what God um, was speaking to us about. And it was really sweet, and it was really just encouraging and a fun time to be able to spend together. Um, There's also a few of us who have the opportunity this summer to join Virginia um, Beaches Vineyard to go on a mission trip to Mexico, and we're so excited about this opportunity. It's going to be great. So if y'all ever think about it and think about us, please just pray. Pray for us as we're expectant of God to move and God's um, just miracles to happen while we're on this trip. Um, But today, we're going to talk about um, everybody always, because actually, I love when we do church-wide studies to do it with the youth also. So while you guys are in here on Sundays learning about everybody always with Tim, and while you're in your small groups discussing the everybody always study, we're actually doing it with the youth down in the student room because we're one big church, and so we like to just align with what we're all doing, and that way students can go home, talk with it about their parents, um, and that way they just feel more connected to what's happening on this end of the church. Um, And so as I was thinking about today and what we were going to do today, I figured, well, why not put together like a fun little video reel of highlights that students have learned over the past few weeks going um, through this study. So Connor, who is one of our leaders, did a phenomenal job putting together this video. So if y'all were to turn your attention to the screens for a few minutes, we're going to watch what the students have to say about loving everybody always. 
<laughs> Y'all, I was so encouraged um, when we were putting these videos together to hear their answers. Um, I don't off well, sometimes I cry, you know, well, it happens, it happens. But like, I'm like, oh my goodness, these students are so sweet, right? And their answers were so sweet. And so when I was listening, though, to their answers, I realized in that last question, what advice would you give to somebody who's trying to love everybody always? Almost all of them said, be patient. And so I decided, well, why not talk about that a little bit today? And so we're going to look at three different people we get to be patient with as we practice loving everybody always. And so we're going to look at love and patience today. In Galatians 5, to 23, it tells us, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing, there is no law. And so scripture tells us that fruit or characteristics that are developed in our lives are love and patience. Scripture also tells us how we can produce these fruit or these characteristics in our lives. And this is the scripture we're going to kind of hang out on today. It's John 15, 4 through 5. It says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So Jesus, we thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you that we can gather freely and work, read your word together. God, we thank you that your word is alive and active. Jesus, we thank you that your presence is here with us today. God, may you do what only you can do. God, use me to teach your word. God, may you tune our hearts and ears to what it is you have to say to us today. Jesus, we love you, we praise you, and this is all for you. And it's in your mighty name I pray. Amen. Okay, so how many of you in here are gardeners or like plants? A few? Okay, okay, okay. So I'm, I'm not. I'm not a gardener, but every spring rolls around and I start to get this idea. I'm going to plant some flowers. I'm, I, and I picture myself, right, in some cute overalls with a big floppy hat and some sunglasses laying in the grass, like tending to my garden, right? But y'all who actually garden know it's not that glamorous right? Like you're actually sweaty and you're dirty and you're like elbow deep in mud pulling up weeds, right? And so I get this idea and I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to Lowe's and buy some pots. I'm going to buy some seeds, maybe even buy some flowers that are already bloomed. I just have to like water them, right? And as the time goes on, I stop spending so much time with them, right? I stop watering them. I stop pulling out some weeds, stop pruning off the dead leaves. And, and sometimes I get lucky, right, especially in the beginning of the spring when it rains every other day. And I'm like, man, my plants are really thriving and I haven't even touched them. But as the summer goes on, right, they start to wither and they start to die. And you see, I think, though, we have this natural tendency to want to grow beautiful and good things in our lives, right? And so we want to grow beautiful relationships, families, careers, even ourselves. We have this natural desire to want good things in our lives, but it takes time, right? It takes effort, it takes intentionality. 
And the same goes with our relationship for God. So we're going to go back to that scripture. They use a word in there, remain or abide. And in the original Greek, that word means to remain, to dwell, to continue to be present, to be held, kept, continually, to live in. In reference to time, it means to continue to be, to last, and to endure. And when I hear this definition of abide, it makes me think of the word patience, right? To endure, to remain, to continue to be present. And so when we talk about patience today, we're talking about patience to continue to be present with that annoying coworker, right? Patience to remain calm after we've stepped on that 27th Lego our kid has left on the ground. Maybe patience to continue reaching out to that friend who forgets to respond to texts and phone calls. Shout out to myself, right? And so, though, if I want my garden to grow, if I want my relationships to grow, I need to abide. I need to remain patient, right? I need to tend to it daily. I need to pull out the weeds. I need to protect it, make sure that animals aren't eating it, make sure that it's not getting attacked, I need to water it daily. And so if we want our relationship with Jesus to grow, we need to do the same. We need to tend to it. And that simply looks like every day continuing to talk to Jesus, to water our souls with his word, to remove distractions or harmful things from our lives so we can focus on him, to fight against attacks with prayer. Right? And so if we want our relationships to grow as well, We've got to remain connected to the vine. And what that scripture tells us is that when we remain connected to the Father, a harvest will be produced. But that scripture also says, without him, we can bear no fruit. Right, and so it's kind of like my garden when it rains every other day and it kind of survives for quite some time. But we can't just solely rely on Sundays to get us through the week to the next Sunday, right? Don't get me wrong, y'all. I love church. I love coming in here and getting to worship and fellowship with my people and hear a good word from God. But that's not what sustains my relationship with Jesus and it's not what sustains my relationships with others, right? I have to abide daily in the Father. Otherwise, Monday, or maybe, maybe I'll make it to Wednesday, Right, but it's going to roll around, and that annoying coworker is going to step into the office, or that messy kid's going to drop a bowl of Cheerios onto your just swept floor, right? Or that forgetful friend's going to not show up for coffee, right? And we're going to feel like we've run out of patience because we haven't been abiding. And so that brings me to our first fill-in. When we abide in Jesus, we need to abide in Jesus because in order to love everybody always. We need to be patient with others. But do y'all, do y'all get this? Like when we abide in Jesus, when we stay connected to the vine, when we stay connected to the source of life, the source of patience, these fruits will develop in our lives and we can't help but to be patient with other people. Right, so This past couple of weeks, I've been doing a project with my students at school. It's been really fun. They've been recording little videos of them um, demonstrating the Beatitudes, which has been really interesting to put together. And so we were outside, 
and students were in groups filming videos, and all of a sudden I noticed one kid, he storms off and goes and sits down on a bench, and I was like, oh gosh, okay. It's like teacher mode, youth pastor mode, I'm not sure what mode I need to be in, but I'm going to go talk to him. And so we sit down, I say, hey man, what's going on? Are you all right? Miss Townsend, I'm out of patience. And I said, oh, okay, what happened? Let's talk about it. And we're talking about it. And he just kept saying, I'm not a patient person. I have no patience. I'm done. And I said, all right, okay. And then one of his group members walks over, comes over to try and talk to him. Hey, I'm trying to like reconcile this group. I really want to work with you. I really want this project to, to be finished and to turn out well. And he looks at me and says, I don't have any patience for you. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do right now? This is like my first conflict in school. And I'm like, I don't know. And so this kid, he says, okay, I, okay. And he walks away. And I was like, okay, all right. We're just going to hang here and see what happens. And we're talking again. And he's still just dead set on he has no patience. And the kid comes back a second time, right? And in this moment, I see him. He is being so patient and so loving, even though he just t- got told, I don't have patience for you. And he comes back, and they talk again, and I'm trying to mediate and figure out what's going on. And after a few minutes, they finally decide, okay, we need to finish the project because we want a grade for it. Um, And so I realized, though, I said, how often is that us, right? How often do we say, well, I'm just out of patience for people, or I'm just out of patience for, for this, right? It reminds me of an empty car tank of gas. I don't know about y'all, but when I was in high school, I like often ran out of gas, right? And I was stuck on the side of the road. I'm like, oh, great. I've got to call my mom again. And she answered. She's like, hello. I said, hey, mom, I need some gas. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. Or the best would be I I would know I was going to run out of gas. So I would do everything I could to make it home, right? And I'd park park in the garage and I'd be like, all right, I made it home. And in the morning I'd get up and I'd go to start my car and it'd be out of gas. It wouldn't turn on. And so I'd be like, oh, hey mom, by the way, I'm out of gas. Can you give me some gas? And she'd come and she'd fill up the tank and you know, she's so great. Bless her. She's going to listen to this and she's going to be like, yep. Um, But it reminds me of when we run out of patience, right? We're stuck, stranded, emptied of our patience. But because of Jesus, We don't have to be stuck and stranded and out of patience, right? When we abide in Jesus daily, we get to operate out of that outpouring and out of the producing he does in our lives. And so God's love is so patient, right? Let's reflect the love of God to other people as we love them by being patient. Because the world's love Gosh, the world's love is instantly gratified, but then instantly given up on, right? And so when we love people with patience, we're loving people like Jesus does, and people are going to notice. They're going to say, something's different about this. This person didn't give up on me. This person didn't run out of patience and get frustrated with me. Man, I, I really messed up, and this person continued to pursue and love me well. Something's different here. And then that opens the door for people to say, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about this God that I remain in, that I live in, who gives me this patience. But there's another person we get to be patient with as we abide in Jesus. And that's our next fill-in. The next person we can show patience to is ourselves. And this is probably my favorite one because it's the one I'm the worst at. Right? Like, I, I have a hard time not getting frustrated with myself and showing myself 
patience. Because we're going to fail, right? It's going to be hard. We're going to mess up. We're going to say the wrong things. We're going to do the wrong things because we're human. And so we're going to fail. But because of Jesus, we get to show ourselves patience and we get to show ourselves love. Right? People are messy. But as we continue in patience, people will continue to see the love of the Father. And so when we're stranded on the side of the road and all of a sudden we're emptied of our patience, right? we get this choice. We get the choice to be frustrated with ourselves. Man, Megan, you forgot to fill up your tank of gas again. What's going on with you? Or you can say, man, I need some help. I'm going to call my mom. Right? So when we're stranded on the side of the road, we get the choice to say, I'm out of patience. I'm done. I'm going to sit down and fold my arms and pout about it. Right? I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to sit in my frustrations. Or we can say, wait. Wait, if I go back and I remain and I dwell in the Father through prayer, I ask for an increase in patience, he's going to fill our tank. Right? And also, as we continue to remain and abide in him, he's going to remind us of how patient he's been with us. Right? How many times has he given us second chances, third chances? Right, Scripture tells us in Lamentations 3, 22 to 23 that his mercies, it'll be there. And I'm not going to try and memorize it. <laughs> because of the Lord's great love, right, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, right? And so I love this scripture because not only is it reminding us of God's unending second, third, fourth chances, that every day we get a new chance, a new opportunity. But also it's saying because of God's love for us, we are not consumed. That means we are not consumed by our own frustrations, right? We don't have to walk in bitterness towards ourselves. We don't have to walk in frustrations because we've messed up. Because he loves us and because he shows us patience, we can freely walk in love and patience. And so when Friday rolls around and our tank feels empty again and we don't know what to do and we want to give up and we want to quit, God's calling us to return back to him. God's calling us to say, you know what, it's okay. You didn't abide in me all week, but that's okay because the opportunity lies and it's your choice. It's your choice to say, you know what, this week I messed up but today I'm going to choose to sit and tend to my relationship with Jesus. You know, I'm going, to, I'm going to choose to sit and open my Bible and read scripture and learn about God to experience his presence through his word. I'm going to choose to ask for help as I pray and ask for forgiveness for my mistakes, but as I also ask for an increase in these fruits in my life. And so we get to practice. I love that word, practice, right? Because we don't have to be perfect at it. And it gives us room to kind of mess up, right? Because God is a God of grace. So we get to practice every single day, continually dwelling 
in the Father's love. And he's going to say tomorrow, all right, how are you going to practice this today? Are you going to focus on abiding in me in prayer? Are you going to focus on abiding in me through my word? Are you going to focus on abiding in me through worship or praise? Right, that's some of my favorite times of just driving and listening and worshiping with the Father. And as we practice abiding, dwelling, remaining in God's love, the increase of patience and love for ourselves is going to grow, which is going to overflow into our relationships with others and our relationship with God. Which brings me to our final fill-in. When we abide in Jesus, we learn to trust and be patient with God's timing. You see, God was relentlessly after my heart for 18 years. I had people in my lives, my grandmother, my aunt, some uncles, who knew God, who loved me, who prayed for me, who invited me to church, to camps, who would send me scripture. I had people in my life who were loving me patiently for 18 years. And I remember coming back from school after my freshman year of college, I came to Coastal, and I remember talking to some of these people, and they were like, you know, Megan, we were so patient, and we were so loving, and we thought, oh no, she's going to Coastal. If she hasn't met the Lord now, she's sure not going to meet him at Coastal, right? And so, as they were continuing to love me in patience, and I was continuing to head down the wrong path, and all they see is, oh gosh, she's gone for good, right? But then a week, y'all, a week into my freshman year at Coastal, I met Jesus. And I call them up and they're like, what? You met, you met Jesus at Coastal? Yes, he's there too. <laughs> right? Yes, he is. And so I remember talking to them and they, and they gave me this whole spiel of like, man, we just, we just weren't sure. Like we didn't realize, you know, God's timing is perfect. And I said, yes and amen, it is. Right? And so... If our goal in loving everybody always is ultimately for them to see the Father's love, to experience God's love for them, we get to be patient with them. But we have to remember that at the end of the day, it's all in God's timing. It's all in his perfect plan. And sometimes, like for my case, it takes years. It takes years and years of loving somebody, of showing them patience, of showing them kindness. And you might think, you know what, I just, I don't know if I can do it anymore. My tank for this person is starting to run empty. Right, but we don't know who is one moment away from experiencing God's love and meeting Jesus. And so we can't give up. We can't quit on people because we don't know. But we do know that God's plans are good and that his timing is perfect. And so as we abide in him and he continues to teach us about himself, we begin to trust his plans and his timing. Right? Because our timing and our plans look very different than God's timing and God's plans. Right? Because I, I would have never thought in a million years I'd be a teacher. And so... Though when we abide in God, when we dwell in him continually, all of a sudden, 
our times and our planning start to align with his plans and his timing. And we begin to increase our trust and our faith in him, knowing that he is good, that his plans are good, his plans are what is for what's best for us. And so we can trust in his timing. Second Peter 3 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Right, and so as we dwell in God's word, we read scripture like this and we're reminded, whew, God's plans are good. And I don't understand his timing. I don't understand his ways, but they are perfect. Right, and so if I'm not experiencing love back from this person I've been patiently loving, or this person hasn't met God through my patient loving, I can step back and say, that's okay, I'm going to continue on because I know ultimately it's in his time. Right, and so similar to my garden, well, my, my dream garden, right, I do the work, I tend to it daily, I do my part in abiding, in watering it, in caring for it, in being patient with it, but ultimately I rely on God to harvest and to bloom those plants and those flowers, right? And so it's the same with people. We're called to do our part, which is to abide in God. We're called to do our part, which is love people with patience. But we get to trust God to to, to produce the harvest, right? We get to trust that God will produce the fruit. And so I'm going to leave you all with this. We're going to revisit John 15, 4 through 5 real quick. Because what it is, really, it's Jesus making a promise to us. Right? It's Jesus' promise. So I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Y'all see that? If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And so we don't have to worry about loving perfectly, being patient perfectly with people, because God says, if you just remain in me, I will produce that fruit in your life. It will naturally overflow and naturally be produced as you stay with me. And so I just, To me, that's just so freeing, right? Like, I'm just called to do my part, which is to hang out with Jesus, and I couldn't imagine anything else better to do with my time. And he's saying, and I've got the rest. I'm going to take care of the results, right? You don't have to worry about being perfect in what you do. You don't have to worry about saying the right things all of the time. But as you trust in me, and as you continue in me, I will produce the fruit. I will reap the harvest. I will grow beautiful and good relationships and families and careers into your life as long as you remain and abide in me. And so I want to pray for you all right now. So if you all would um, just close your eyes, bow your head. And I want you to think right now. I want you to take some inventory 
of the fruit in your life. Specifically, the fruit of love and patience. I think last week, Tim had y'all call to mind a person that might be difficult to love in your life. And so I want you to think about that person. I want you to think, am I naturally showing love and patience to this person? Thanks for listening to the Seacoast Vineyard Podcast. We are a vineyard church located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and you can learn more about us by visiting seacoastvineyard.com. If you need prayer, you can call us or email care at seacoastvineyard.com. If you feel called to support us financially through a one-time or recurring gift, please click on the Give tab at our website or text any amount to 84321 and follow the prompts.